Hello, everyone. I am here to spice up your life with a sprinkle of faith and a dash of hope and a pint of love. Love conquers all. The Unstoppable Life podcast is a space for every woman and man to grow. Grow in faith, grow in wisdom, grow in confidence, develop their relationships and know their rights, the human rights that God gave to each of us. Therefore, you would hear topics from women and men each week to build a solid foundation. Welcome to the Unstoppable Life with Verna Haywood, the original Spice Girl from Grenada, the island of spice and all that's nice. Wow, I'm so blessed to have with me today, Valerie. Miss V, as we will call her, the storyteller. She is so awesome. She is wonderful. And I am blessed, totally blessed. You know, she's been telling stories all her life. And today we are going to be talking about voice, allowing her voice to be heard. And I'm not going to go any further to explain too much about Miss V. I'm going to let her that telling her story and just be engrossed and be willing and open and ready to listen. So, Ms. V, welcome. Thank you so much, Verna, for having me. I am so excited to be here. And when her and I met a couple of weeks ago, we talked for the longest time. We talked about God. We talked about everything. And I just felt like I knew her. So coming on her podcast made my day. Now, a little bit about me. I am a storyteller, and this is a gift from God. God shared with me. He said, I want you to tell your stories. And all the stories that I share are personal stories. They're not made up stories or anything. It's all about the things that I've gone through in my life. And God, he said, I want you to use those stories to help other people, people who have lost their voice. And I'll tell you in just a few about how I lost my voice. But I was so shocked that the Lord would pick someone like me. Oftentimes, you know, we look at people and we'll we will look at them. We're like, wow, they're great. But then when God chooses you, you're like, but is me? And that's how I felt. Is me? You chose me for this. And God is like, yes, I can trust you. You show me that I can trust you. So he gave me this gift and I've been using it. I am from the United States. I'm from Virginia. And I tell stories. I also write books. I also have a podcast where I share my personal stories and I have guests to come on. So I do a whole lot of things, but everything I do, you all, I do for the glory of God. That is the most important thing for me. Anything that I do, I want to make sure I'm in God's will and I do that. I think it's so important, isn't it? Because when we do it unto the Lord, you know, the blessings that come with it, and uh, he opens up the hearts of people. And I suppose mm-hmm. when, when we have lost our voice uh, and God gave it to us, uh, it's not that when we lose it, we tend to think, why me? As you said, why you? But if you look at Moses, <laughs> Moses mm-hmm. is the same. He didn't have a voice. Uh, he, was, uh, he said, you know, I'm not eloquent. Why are you sending me down to Egypt? Mm-hmm. to tell Pharaoh. 
you know, the most powerful man in the world, go tell him to let yeah. your people go. He said, yes, I'm asking you to go. And <laughs> if Moses had just stepped out in faith, he didn't need Aaron. He wouldn't have, you know? absolutely. I was going to say that he would not have needed Aaron. And he missed out because I am sure God would have used him even in more ways. But because he put that own limit on himself and not allow God to do it, Aaron probably got some of his blessings because Aaron was obedient. He went and he talked to the people. He did exactly what he was called to do. So, but God is like, okay, now I'm, 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 I want you to do it. But I always got a backup, you know, if you don't want to, because it's your will. And Moses was like, I can't do this. And God was like, all right, Aaron, come on, your turn. Tag, it's time for you. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you are using your voice because there were so many people out there, both men and women. Initially, when I started this podcast, it was about just focusing on women because having gone through mm-hmm. the abuse that I did and wanting to really do something to really put back and to help women get their power back, get because it's part of their power is their voice, not having a voice to say no or to speak up or to tell someone what is happening to you. You tend to shrink back. Um, Mm -hmm. But lately, not lately, not too long afterwards, I heard, no, you can't just speak to the women. You have to speak to the men as well and bring them together because they both shall become one. So really, it's a it's a pleasure. So I'm just let, going to let you, you know, however the Lord wants to direct us today, I'm just going to let it flow. Well, let me tell you my story. And it has a lot to do with what you just said. When I was six, I decided to stop talking. I wasn't medically ill or anything. It was a conscious choice that I made was to stop talking because of things that were going on in my home. And, you know, as a six-year-old, we don't make the best decisions. If you have a six-year-old or had one, you know, they don't make the best decisions. That's why they need you. And I said, I am not going to say a word because that is my way of protecting myself and staying out of trouble. Well, my parents, I don't really think they knew how to handle me because you know, it's, it was two others ahead of me and they were nothing like me. I was a shy child. I came in the world fluffy and I use the word fluffy, not fat, because I hate that word. You know, I came into the world, you know, a big girl and been big all my life for the most part. And, you know, I just didn't want to get in trouble. So I'm like, I'm not going to talk. It got so bad in my home that my father thought something was wrong with my ears And he had my mom to make an appointment for me to get my ears checked. The morning that my appointment was, my father called me because he wasn't 100% sure it was my ears. And he he had my mom to put me on the phone. I got on the phone and he warned me. He said, if there is nothing wrong with your ears, when I get home, I am gonna light your little behind up now. I was not a dumb child. I chose not to speak, but I wasn't dumb. When I got to that doctor's office, listen, y'all, I did not hear a thing. I was just as deaf as I could be because I was not going to get my butt lit up. When I got home, I made sure that my father, I made sure he saw that medication and I saved my butt that night. 
But with all of that, you know, my parents really struggled with me. You know, when I when I became, you know, got in school, the teachers would send notes, you know, talk, having my parents, I need y'all to talk to her. I need her to talk. And it went on far too long. I was 23 when I got my, my voice back. And it was because of God that I got it back. But all those years of not talking, it caused me to have no self-esteem. You know, people say, oh, you have low self-esteem. What is that? I didn't have a self-esteem. I didn't feel like anything that I had to say was important. People would talk over me. I would be in the room and I would be, I'm fluffy, but I would be invisible to them. They wouldn't see me. If I even tried to open my mouth, you know, somebody would shut it down. I was joked. I was bullied. It was horrible. But I'm glad even in that, In the midst of all of that, God sent certain people. I had certain teachers that came, you know, and they saw something in me and they they pulled a little bit out of me and had me to be able to talk in class. Um, I had certain people that God put in my life, in my path to protect me. I had teachers who protected me. One um, protected me from this boy physically bullying me. And he came to my rescue and saved me. So even though I didn't talk, God put people in my life. And I think he did that to keep me because he knew that the enemy was after my voice and he would get in my head and say things to me. And fast forward to me turning 23 and I gave my life over to the Lord. And and I was like, Lord, I'm so tired of being hurt. I am so tired of being bullied. I'm tired of people talking across me and being disrespectful to me. I'm tired of being hurt. Please give me my voice back. Lord, please give me my voice back. And that's exactly what God did. But what I didn't know is before I got my voice back, I needed to get some healing done because I had went through a whole lot of pain. So what happened was, I became the people who hurt me. I had been hurt so much. I was going to get you before you got me. I was cussing people out. I was telling people off. I was threatening people. I was in people's faces. And all of it was because I encountered so much of that. And me getting my voice back, I literally turned into them. And I remember one day I was at a football game and it was amazing how God did it. God allowed the entire stadium to be quiet in order for me to hear myself in the way that I was speaking to someone. And I had never heard myself before. You know, you never really listen sometimes when you're in in that type of environment. And I heard myself and I was like, oh my God, that is when I realized that I had turned into those people. I was so upset. I mean, by the time I got to my car, I was bawling and I said, Lord, oh my God, I have turned into these people. I mean, I'm hurting people now. I, I'm, I'm being vicious and, you know, just telling people off and being mean and nasty. And by the time I got home, I went right back on my knees again. I was like, look, Lord, I do not want to go back to that sixth grader, that six-year-old but I definitely don't want to be this person who's hurting people. Please help me to get a happy medium. And I'm not quite a medium because, you know, we are not perfect, 
but I'm a lot better than I was. I'm not the little girl and I'm not what I call the cusser outer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to the middle, you all, but you know, there are people out in the world that can pull stuff out of you that, you know, you thought you've been delivered from. And there are people that's just like, huh, that can get to you and make you come out of yourself, become out of your safe self. So, you know, I'm not 100%. And what I like about God is he has a sense of humor because some years, you know, after me going back on my knees a second time and asking God to give me, you know, a, a happy medium over some time, then God was like, now I want you to use your voice to be a storyteller. And that's when I was Moses. I was like, who, me? You chose me, the non-speaker, and then the cusser out And now you want to trust me to go and be a storyteller? And God, yeah, I want you to be a storyteller. And I only want you to share your personal stories. I want you to share all the things that you've gone through. And I'm a, obedient. When I became a child of God, I'm like, whatever you tell me to do, listen, Lord, I want to be in your will. So that's what I started doing. I started sharing my personal stories. And then he was like, I want now, I was writing my stories. And, and he was like, now that you have all this, now I want you to, to have a podcast. And I said, what? You want me to do what? 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 He said, yes, I want you to have a podcast. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. And I started a podcast and I put all my stories on. And what I found out is that when people hear my stories, they find themselves in that story. And what it does, it encourages them to know that there was somebody out there just like them or who went through the same thing that they went through. And that person made it out. So whether they made it out or they're still in it, or they're trying to find themselves, that story is like a beacon of hope for them, that there's somebody in the world that has gone through a lot of the same things that I have, and she's come out. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. And it's just fascinating, you know, when we see ourselves as, we put limits on ourselves, but thank mm-hmm. God does not put a limit on us. He sees us as limitless. You know, we see us as a limited. No, we're not a company, limited company. We just we just have to see ourselves the way that God sees us. And, and I'm so glad that he, he gave you that vision that I was able to connect with you. Yes. And chat with you. Uh, we had a long conversation mm-hmm. and uh, you said something earlier that in doing your podcast and sharing your personal story, because that's what he gave you to share, mm-hmm. not to share about others, but because we can only touch people with what we have been through. What we've been through. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is such a profound thing that he has done. Mm-hmm. And in you using that story, because I listened to some of your podcasts, and I mean the laughter and to hear how people come on because they have listened to something you said, mm-hmm. and then they think, well, I have to get on there and tell her how how that um, amazed me, how that uh, enlightened me, how that because that's how I got onto you. I listened, yeah. I was listening, I was listening <laughs> to the podcast, 
And I was laughing because it's just the, the way you came out and you told it. And, and to think that, you know, somebody was in their garden thinking that this man was doing juju or whatever he was doing in there because of assumptions. And, and, and that's what, what happened in the way that we see things. So I'm really blessed by that. I'm really blessed that you are using your story. So, you know, there will be people out there who might be listening and they'll be thinking, well, how can I go about using my story and maybe shine back and stay in the background, still unable to do that? What would you say to them? You know, tell us some more, because I'm sure there are a lot more stories in you. There's a lot well, more. So don't don't just stay, don't just don't just tease <laughs> us now. Come on. Okay. Well, what I would say to someone who's lost their voice or someone who's, you know, in, in that kind of transition is the the most important thing is you have to realize that you lost your voice because I went for years not realizing that I I didn't realize that that's what it was you know that I had I had lost my voice you know until I got to the point where I was so tired of the way that I felt I didn't like the way I felt and the reason why I was having those feelings was because I was not speaking up for myself and I'll say this we as women and some men, we lose our voice in different ways. Like for instance, at, on our jobs, if we have a particular type of boss, we won't share, we won't speak up for ourselves. We hold back out of fear of what they're going to think and say about us. Some people lose their voice in their marriage just to keep the peace, you know, just to keep the peace. You know what? I'm just not going to say anything because I don't feel like listening to this woman tonight or I don't feel like listening to that man tonight. So I'm just not going to say anything. And over time, it becomes a habit. And you really do lose your voice because you don't have that umption that, that to speak up anymore because you're just tired. You lose your voice in so many different ways, but that's not the right thing to do. No one should ever lose their voice because you don't know who God, first of all, I look at this, who are you assigned to? You never know who God's going to put in your life and you never know what you've been through, how you can sow that into someone else's life. Like some of the things that when you and I first start talking about and you share some aspects of your life with me and I thought about it, I'm like, wow, when I listen to your story, I'm inspired because I look at you now and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's been through a lot. Although it wasn't the same things that I went through, some of it was. And if you hadn't shared your story with me, I wouldn't have known that about you. And so that story opened up both of us. We were being vulnerable. We were sharing back and forth about the things that we go through. And we encouraged each other. And that's what the gift of stories are. And it's just like when people look at the Bible, the Bible is nothing but stories. And those stories we go to when we're feeling different ways. We go to those stories when we're feeling down, when we need to be encouraged, when we need to be inspired, when we're going through. Well, it's the same thing with our lives. Our life is a book of stories. And when we encounter someone, we use those stories to help those people. Sometimes people use those stories to hurt people. It just depends on your heart and how you feel within yourself. And I know for me, I really had to do a lot of hard work. 
before I got my foot, you know, God is like, you need to do some hard work. You need to go in. When I say hard work, you need to go and check on your heart because whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. There's a scripture. I don't know how to say it quite right. I think it's, yeah. I know you know. Abundance. Uh, of the abundance the, of the heart, the, the, mouth. Heart, the mouth speaks. Thank you. <laughs> I know the Bible, y'all, but I can't spill it off like Vera can. Anyway, so you have to make sure that your heart is really cleansed and clean. Go in, you know, and 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 people hate to do this, but sometimes you have to go back and you have to forgive the people that hurt you. And it's not for them, it's for you. It's not about having those people in your life. And that was very difficult for me because I thought that me forgiving that person or those people meant that they had to be in my life. And it's like, no, what you're doing is you're giving it, you're forgiving them for yourself, for your own heart so that you won't become them. And I would tell anyone, you know, if you're trying to get your voice back, first forgive those people. It is hard. Pray and ask God to help you forgive those people and then start speaking up for yourself. And I look at this. This is my thing. What I have to say, it is important. It may not be important to you, but it's important to other people. So if you don't want to hear it, you can just keep moving. You can just keep going. Because, I mean, if we're watching TV or listening to a radio station or something and we don't like what we hear, we turn it off or we switch off. So they have a right to walk away. It's the same way we do. If we don't want to hear something someone has to say, we have that right. But for every person that needs to hear what you have to say, for all of those people, there are hundreds, thousands of people that need to hear what you have to say. You open up your mouth and you say it because you're there for those people. Everybody's not your person. And I had to learn that the hard way that everybody is not my person. And when people start walking away, it was for a reason. God is like, nope, that is not who you're assigned to. You're assigned to this person. You're assigned to that person. So you need to use your voice to help them. And that's what I do. And I use my stories and I love on my podcast because people find themselves in my stories. And I was so surprised by that because the particular story that you're talking about, um, the gentleman we had talked and I thought that he was going to pick an entirely different story. And he was like, nope. I want to talk about your story about you purchasing your first house and we share and that story really helped people. And he used that particular episode for his business to help people, you know, when they're trying to purchase a different house, a new home. And he shared his story about the things that happened to him. And the particular part you were talking about was his neighbors called the police because they thought that they were doing some kind of voodoo in the backyard. And basically what they were doing was feeding a turtle food and a nosy neighbor called the police on them, you know, <laughs> being nosy all in their business. The po- they called the police saying that they were out there worshiping food gods and all that. That's not what they were doing. And I, I really enjoyed talking to him. And I've talked to so many other people who have listened to the podcast and they want to talk about the stories. You know, they find a story and they want to talk about it. And I love it because God is using that. Whether you find yourself in my personal story or your story, the listener is going to pull from one of us and, and hope, hopefully learn something and be better at who they are because of that. And I love finding somebody that has gone through or been through something that I've gone through. I want to, girl, what did you do? How did you get out of that? Who did you turn to? You know, I want to know to make my life easy. 
Yeah, it's it's so that is such a a beautiful thing. Is when we can see ourselves in someone else, you know, when we can see it, and I suppose that's the whole purpose, you know, that when we go through things in life, we're thinking, oh, where is he? <laughs> where is it God? You know what I mean? Because you're asking yourself those questions, but he's there all the time. He's with you. You're just not aware of it. And, you know, that happened to you when you were six. And mine's mm-hmm. happened to me when I was five. Yeah. So we're not so far apart. And I didn't know who to go to. I didn't know when you spoke to the adults and you say, well, this is what has happened to me. Because at the time I was um, molested. Um, and you talk about it and nobody believed. And then when the sexual act started, when I was about eight, um, who do you go to? Who do you tell? Because nobody believed you in the first case. So you turn to God. It's the first thing is like, you know, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me. So it wasn't mm-hmm. the case that because nobody was saying, I love you. There was no such word coming out of anyone's mouth. I love you. But when I went to Sunday school and we sang the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes. So you hold on to that. Yes. I am weak, but he is strong. So Mm -hmm. in him, I find my strength. In him, I can do all things. In him, you know, my protection, my everything. And if you look at, as you said, the Bible is full of stories. Yes. I call it my encyclopedia. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You want to find something, something that has happened to you. You can find a story. Yes. That can help you. And I don't know if there is anything more you can talk about in terms of a story in the Bible that resonates. I know we spoke about Moses, but there is something else. Is it Rachel that, uh, or Hannah, Hannah, when she didn't have any children and her sister was having children, or mm-hmm. I? He, he married another, and she yeah. was having children, but um, she couldn't have any, and she went up into the temple, and she was praying no voice but she was just muttering and muttering and muttering Mm -hmm. and then Samuel came to her and said why don't you stop your drunkenness (laughs) yes (laughs) because he couldn't hear her voice he thought she was drunk and that is the same thing assumptions so can you touch on that what assumptions people had about you I know you said that you were bullied but were there any other assumptions that people made, especially when you when you are a fluffy, lovely person? You know, what assumptions, well, what are the assumptions that they come up with? Well, most of it, it was in when people see that you are shy and they see that you don't talk. It's not only your voice, it's your the way you carry yourself. My head was down. I held my head down. And those people who are bullies or people who are um, mean, 
<laughs> they kind of like gravitate to those people because putting me down made them feel better about themselves because they, they had their own issues going on in life. And so whether it was in their home or whatever was going on, they like literally saw me coming down the hall and they would start joking me and saying things to me because I, I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't defend myself. And the time that I did, and y'all want to hear a story, I will share with you one of the stories of me getting bullied. It's on my podcast. I'm going to give you a little taste of it. Um, I was in class and I didn't speak up. But if something was funny, listen, y'all, even as a child, I was going to laugh. If something was funny, laughter has always been a part of my life. So I'm sitting in class and my teacher he would always give us our assignments and leave the class. He said it was too hot in the classroom. He was probably outside smoking, doing something he's supposed to. But anyway, he would always leave the classroom. And as soon as he left the classroom, the jokesters would start joking and, and talking and all that. Not me, because I was scared to death. I was going to do my homework, so I, my classwork. So I did my classwork. Well, one particular day, there was this boy in class, and he chose me as the topic. And he started joking me and everyone was in class was looking like, oh, my God, because they didn't recognize me because I was invisible. I was in class physically, but because I was so shy and quiet, I would hold my head down and do my work. And I, you know, they, you know, I was just a class, someone in the class. So when he started joking me and I don't know who took over my body, y'all, listen, somebody jumped inside of my body and made me speak up. And he called me fat and I turned around and I looked him right in his face, whoever took over my body and told him I might be fat, but I can lose weight. But ugly, you cannot lose ugly. Oh, my God. That dude turned four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shades of red. And that was hard because he was very dark complected. He was so mad at me. <laughs> he was hot. The teacher came back in and the class, oh my God, the class was like in shock because I had never spoke up and they start laughing. I don't know if they were laughing at what I said or the fact that I actually opened my mouth and said something. Well, the teacher came back in class and everybody went back acting as though they were doing their work. And I did the same. And, you know, when the bell rung, I was like, I don't have to deal with him anymore. Listen. I walked in that hallway. This dude jumped out from nowhere and rammed me into the locker, threatened me. Oh, you think you funny? Oh, you think you funny? I'll show you what funny is. And he had me mangled into the locker. I was like, this guy is going to kill me. Thank God the bell rung. And that bell meant that if you weren't on the bus, you were going to have to walk home. So he took off. I took off. This went on for a little bit of time. It went on for a period of time and every day I would come home, you know, my mother was noticing that when I came home, I would, wouldn't say anything. I would go directly to my room and someday she would see that my face were, was messed up and it was from me crying. And one day she called me and she's like, what's going on with you? You've been coming home and you don't say anything. You go right to your room and there's been a couple of days. I know you've been crying. So what's going on? And we went back and forth. I was lying to her, telling her nothing. And she was being her herself, her motherly self. She was like, look, you better tell me what's going on. So I told her basically, you know, what happened. 
And my mom, being the mom she was, she picked up that phone. She called the school. She was like, I want to talk to the principal. She got on the phone and she told him, you know, what was going on. And then she told me to leave the room. That's because she was about to turn into her other self. <laughs> she told me to leave the room. And I left the room, but I was listening. I wanted to know what my mom was going to say. And she said, let me tell you something. If my child comes home one more day talking about somebody putting their hands on them, I'm going to come up to that school and put my hands on you. And you do not want me to come up to that school. So let her come home one more day. Listen, I went to school the next day thought, thinking I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. I was telling my favorite teachers, you know, you've been such a great teacher. I love, I was telling my friends bye because I knew that he was going to find out that I told it and that he was going to finish me off. I finally went to class, scared to death, shaking and quaking. I sat down at my desk and it could have been my imagination, but I looked, turned around and I looked at him and he looked, his eyes looked bloodshot red. And that could have been me. And I'm sitting in class. But this particular day, my teacher did not leave the classroom. And everybody was shocked because that was not the norm. And we're all looking around trying to figure out why, why hasn't he, why didn't he leave? And he said he stayed there for a purpose, a purpose. So when the, the bell rung, I waited around as long as I could because I was like, I am going to prolong me getting killed today. So I waited and waited and waited. And then <laughs> finally, I had no choice but to leave. So I, I walked out the classroom, looked to the right, to the left, you know, making sure the coast was clear. He was nowhere to be found. I'm like, good. I was chubby. But y'all, when fear gets inside of you, you can run. You can do some things that you never thought you could do when fear gets inside of you. And the fear of him killing me, I'm telling y'all, these little legs, I was about to fly. I was running right out the door. This boy swooped down like Superman from nowhere and grabbed me. I was like, oh, my God, this is it, Lord. I'm about to come see you. And believe it or not, my teacher. He swooped down like Batman and he grabbed the bully and pulled him off of me and put him into the locker and told him not to touch me again or whatever. He told me to go get on the bus. And that was almost the last time I've ever saw that guy. You know, I don't know what they did to him, but that ended it. And that teacher that day became my superhero. And that's what I mean by I believe God put people in places for me, you know, to protect me from, you know, the not talking. And, you know, with, with that bullying, it was because of the not talking and not speaking up. And that shows me when I look back on all those memories, I look back how important it is for us to speak up. Not, you know, even telling my mother that should have been done sooner. That should have been done that day. But fear holds us back. Fear keeps us from doing a whole lot of things that we should be doing. And what I had to do, even after I got my voice back, is I had to give myself, like you were talking about, you never heard about love or anything. Well, because of all of that, I didn't hear all those good things myself. And what I started doing was I wrote out my personal affirmations. You know, people talk about affirmations and all that. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's good. But I wrote out things that I wanted people to hear people say to me. And I start saying those things to myself. 
And the more I said them to myself, the more I began to believe them. I looked at myself, I'm like, you are a beautiful girl. You have a great personality. You might be fluffy, but there are people out there that love fluffy women. I told myself everything I wanted. You are supposed to be in the room. When you walk into that that room, that boardroom, you are supposed to be there. Those people, they would not be as successful as they can if you were not there. And I told myself all the things that I wanted to hear. And over time, I start to believe them. And my head came up, you know, and confidence came in my voice. I start speaking up. I start talking. And then I realized, okay, I can say what I want to say, but I need to make sure I season my words and ask the Lord to season my words so that those words will come out out of love compassion, forgiveness, and understanding, and not out of hate, anger, bitterness, and hurt. And that's what I I was like, oh, that's all I need to do. Okay, Lord, season my words because I need to let this dude know. And, you know, and then I start using my humor. I use a little bit of sarcasm because that's just in me. But I use my humor and oftentimes I find that that works and it keeps me being able to say what I want to say without going back to the six-year-old. And I found that. So if you have things that you want to hear from other people, you tell yourself those very same things. You are loved. You are beautiful. I love you, girl. You got this. You say those things to yourself and over a period of time, because it's your own voice you're hearing. It's your own voice. And who better to tell you how awesome you are than you? Than you. Than you. Yeah. Because he says, faith come by hearing and hearing the word. And he, yes. Yeah, so you keep saying it by, by repetition, repetition, repetition. But not just repetition. You're not using somebody else's word. You're using your word, your word. So as you keep hearing it, faith, faith, you believe, mm-hmm. you believe, you believe, you believe, you believe. It becomes like a sounding block. It becomes something that is. It's, it's fortitude. It's really in you. It's, 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 it's building that muscle. Mm-hmm. It's building that muscle that keeps you going on, that resilience muscle. That's what you were building. You were building muscles that will take you further. And despite not hearing someone said it, you were saying it to yourself. So that activated faith. Yes. Your faith got activated. And that's yes. what's beautiful about it. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> Even intertwining scriptures in it. You know, I would yeah. intertwine a, a, a scripture with it, you know, and I add my own to the scripture, you yeah. know, so that I'm like, girl, you are beautiful. Oh, the word tells you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means you are the bomb, you know, and I would add scriptures to it because those are the things that I wanted to hear. And even now I have scriptures that I tell myself it's things that I tell myself, you know, and I'll find a scripture. Like I have a scripture that I've been saying every night for probably the last week, but it's what I needed to hear. And then I add my own voice and my own thing twist on. I'm like, yes, God is going to bless you, girl. He is going to bless you because you are. And then I use my scripture. So I take it and I make it my own. And that's what you need to make it your own, make it personal, you know, find those scriptures. Yeah, that is so, so, so true. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on and on. But uh, I know we'll have to come to an end. But there's one thing 
I remember you said again in in that um in that episode. I'm not sure if it's that episode was it another episode, but I think that same bully asked your family member to be oh. on your podcast. <laughs> he didn't ask to be on my podcast. What happened? Oh my God! Some I forgot I shared with you that. See, this is what happened. I start running my mouth and sharing stuff. So what happened was, um, my cousin, um. At the school that we went to, it was our school in a surrounding school. And what they started doing is having reunions once a year. It's not a class reunion per se, but it's just for us to connect. And so um, they have a Facebook page and all that for, you know, and let you know when it's coming up. It just passed a, um, a couple of months ago. And you just go out and you just talk, you know, you meet up with old people that you used to go to school with and talk or whatever. So my cousin went and she's older than I am. Um, she was in um, school with, when my sister was there, but um, her sister was also there who was in school with me. We were, we were the younger two. And anyway, he he knew that we were related. And I, I guess he talked to her or whatever and want, asked about me. Like, are you kidding me? You, you ask about the person you beat up in school? You crazy. Anyway, he was asking her about me. And so she didn't know that. Like I said, she was ahead of me. So she didn't know. And so she called me or she emailed me or something. She was like this guy from the reunion. Um, he's been asking about you and he kept asking and, and I was told him, yeah, that's my cousin, you know, and he wanted to know about me. I said, Jackie, my cousin, I said, let me tell you, he was the bully in school. He was the one that kept ramming me into the lockers and tear me and, and was tearing me up, you know, when I was in school. And she was like, oh my God, girl, I did not know that. I didn't know he was the one. And she cut him off. And I thought to myself, is something wrong with his head? Or maybe he had a head injury or something that happened to him medically that he does not remember that I was the one that he was ramming into the lock into the locker. And now you want to talk to me or you, do you want to talk to me to apologize? Is that what it is? Then maybe, you know, that door might be open, but it definitely would not be in person. You can email me uh, uh, or you can text me or, you know, email me an apology. I email you back. I accept. Keep it moving. But yeah, I was sharing with you that he did and I, I couldn't believe it, you know, unless again, if he's coming to apologize, then, you know, I'm open. Yeah. Because yeah. we do have to forgive. Yeah. We, know, do. we have to forgive and we have to move on. I don't know if I would ever want him to be a part of my life because although we forgive, we don't forget. No, it's, you know, forgiveness is something we do for ourselves. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean because we forgive, we have to be in the same room or in the same place with that person. Um, there can be distance. You know, distance is, is a good thing to keep. But as long as your, your center, your control center is clear, um, there is no hatred, there is no bitterness because... You don't want that to stunt your growth. And your growth has been so tremendous. You don't want something like that coming back to like, you know, oh, that's a, that's gone. That's, you know, so forgiveness. Thank you. And bye. And and, and that's it. So yeah. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to realize that. 
It took yeah. me some time to realize that about forgiveness, because oftentimes we think that that per- when you forgive someone, that means that they have to be a part of your world and they don't. They really don't, you know, and I'm joking when I'm telling the story and all that. And I don't hate him. I really don't hate him. You know, if I were to see him, I probably would say, hey, how you doing? But it wouldn't be I'm staying to have a conversation with you, you know, because I don't know if you changed. You know, I don't know what's going on. And to be perfectly honest, I I really don't care because, (laughs) you know, I don't think that you're supposed to be a part of my world right now. Now, if the Lord says something to me, of course, I'm going to be obedient. Of course, I'm going to be, but God would have to really, Jesus would have to come down out of the sky and push me. Come on, sister. <laughs> don't say that, brother. Don't say that. Be careful. Okay. Word let's, test. Word let's move on to a new subject. Talk about being careful. We're just seeds. You know, you're planting seeds now. Okay, let's root, let's uproot that seed. Let's pull it back up. <laughs> oh dear. It's so wonderful. It's lovely to have you here with us. And I'm I'm really appreciative of you being here and sharing your story. I am going to put your details in the in the bottom so that people can see how to find you and everything like that. But if you want to tell them a little bit, you know, um, what advice would you give to them now that we are coming to a close? What advice would you give to someone listening to you today? I would tell them to never allow anyone to cause you to lose your voice. I will tell you, it takes time for you to get your full voice back because I thought I had my full voice, but I didn't. And it was about two months ago that I realized that I didn't have my full voice back because I still wasn't speaking up for myself around certain people. And it was my family members. But God had to help me to realize that. And I did. So even now, I'm still finding areas of my life where I may not have my full voice back. And I think it's something that just goes over time. But as you see it, See, first of all, pray and ask God to give you your voice. Now, listen, y'all, when y'all pray, don't be like me. Have to go back on your knees a second time. You know, pray and ask Lord, pray the right prayer. Say, Lord, I would like my voice back, but I want my voice back in loving, compassionate, forgiving way. So you all have to be like me and go back a second time. But, you know, I'm praying, ask the Lord to help you and then start speaking those positive things into yourself and be careful who you surround yourself with because everybody is not for your best interest. You know, you want positive people in your life, people that's going to lift you up and not tear you down. And sometimes when we get, you know, we start making that move to get our voice back, the enemy knows that. And so he'll send someone to try to tear that down, you know, and try to make you go back. Don't let that happen. You know what? That person just need to keep it moving. Lord, move this person right out of my face, move them out of my life so that I can become the person that you created me to be. And through prayer, saying positive things to yourself, surrounding yourself with positive people, you will be surprised. One day you'll look up and your head is totally up and you're looking people right in the eye. Amen to that. <clears throat> I do, I do, I do, I do believe that. And that is so, so good. It's a nice place to end. And I just want to say thank you, Miss V, the storyteller, for being here with us and telling your story so eloquently. And I'm sure that someone would be listening. Um, I know our podcast is a little bit long, but 
it's things that need to be said. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to hear that story uh, or some persons need to hear that story. And as you hear it, it will help to, to change your life. Or if you might know of someone who need to hear it, you know, just share it with that person. So I want to say thank you to our listeners uh, for listening to the Unstoppable Life podcast. We trust the message as ignite your faith with a sparkle of hope that leads to a prosperous lifestyle. We look forward to you tuning in next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you very much.